Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lima, mind body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 10 of Confidence from Within. And my very special guest today, Brenda Hallram, former mayor of Waterloo, Ontario, shares her real and raw story of her own weight loss struggles. We talked about using food for comfort and how food was a big part of her managing and navigating a very difficult divorce. We talked a little bit about the role food plays during her political career and how being and feeling in control of her of her eating has such a big impact in her own mental health. Brenda also shared the impact that COVID has had on her and her weight and a lot of her insights, advice, and the things she has tried, I believe will truly resonate with so many women and hopefully will inspire you as well, but also make you feel or know better yet that you are not alone. So without further ado, let me formally introduce you to Brenda. Brenda Holleram was the mayor of Waterloo, Ontario from 2005 to 2014. She is currently the chair of the board of Startup Canada, and she's also on the board of directors of the Sexual Assault Support Centre, the Women's Crisis Services of Waterloo Region, and One Roof. Brenda is a proud Rotarian and also a wedding officiant. She believes in the importance of helping others and giving back to the community, and she has done so for so many years and impacted so many lives. I'm very pleased and honored to introduce her to you and to share some of her story with you. Welcome, Brenda. It is such a pleasure to have you here at Confidence Strong Within podcast. Well, thank you, Juliana, and, and it's an honor to be asked to participate and especially to have time with you. You know, I admire you so much. I love what you're doing for women and um, gathering information and, and ideas and support and hope for women in their own personal health and their own weight loss journey because we don't talk about it enough. It's something we shy away from. And um, women, women just sometimes they don't want to talk about it. They just want to have a beautiful figure without the work. But we all know that you got to do the work to get there. So yeah, great discussion. Oh, thank you. And I'm just so beyond honored to have you here. And as you know, I admire you very much. And it is such a important conversation, like you said, and especially you know, as we go forward, we get more real, we start talking about ourselves in a deeper way so that other women know they're not alone, right? And they can relate to that story, but also take some of your learnings and hopefully, you know, fast forward some of their journeys as well. And the first question that I have for you is, if you could tell us a little bit about your own weight loss journey. 
Sure. So I've always um, tended to, to have a little bit of uh, a weight problem. When I was a child and even up to about high school, I, I, I was always a little bit heavier than the normal, normal uh, kids were. And I was kind of aware of that, but not overly. And, but I was active and it's very sports minded. And when I hit high school, I was able to, I trimmed down and I, I grew and I trimmed down and, and I was very athletic. So, so I, I was okay with that, with that, but then I went to nursing school and in nursing school, I lived in residence and in residence, you don't have a lot of money. So what you buy is craft dinner and white bread and peanut butter. And then you drink a lot of beer. That's, that's what you do when you're in, in university or, or um, college residence. And most of the women in, in our class gained a lot of weight. We all gained like 10, 15, 20 pounds, which was really shocking, but it was, you know, we had quite a, a different lifestyle and it wasn't the healthiest. So um, when I, I launched into becoming a registered nurse and, and I, I was able to kind of get that weight off because nursing is so physical and I was, I was very fit. Uh, when I was 23, I, I took time off work and a girlfriend and I uh, did four months of knapsacking through Europe. And in those days, you could go pretty cheaply. I lost a significant amount of weight. I was so in shape. I remember getting off the plane and my parents were floored to see how thin I was. And it felt great. And I, I still look at pictures of myself and I was very slim, very, very um, in great shape. And that lasted, you know, I kept, I was able to keep that weight off for quite a while. But then I had my daughter. I became a mom and that weight kind of stayed on. And then I went through a really difficult, challenging uh, divorce with a, an abusive ex-husband and food became a, a place to go for, for comfort. And so I, I was eating a lot more, um, you know, the pastas, pizzas and that with my, my daughter was two and a half when I separated. I was single mom with her for many, many years that's when I put on a lot of weight and I didn't care because I was just, I had so much going on. I had gone through this, this very difficult marriage. I then found out my home was built on a contaminated land site in Kitchener. Mm. And that was, that was just awful. Um, very, very difficult, very stressful. And food was a, a good outlet for that. And, and I think a lot of us just go to food because you know, we'll either go to, to a lot of wine or a lot of food or, you know, other types of things because you're looking for discomfort, just something. So, yeah, so I, I put on a fair amount of weight and I, I didn't care. And I, and I then one day, my daughter was, I think, five and I took her to um, go to her first little gymnastics class. And it was at a high school, local high school. And, and she went in and um, I decided that I, I was at one of the highest weights I've ever been. And I just saw a picture of myself and thought, oh my gosh, what have you done? You're like, I was about 38, 40 years old. And so I went to Beverly Hills Weight Loss Clinic and I couldn't afford it. I was a single mom working three jobs, but I couldn't afford not to. I just was so heavy and uncomfortable. And, and I felt really, um, I didn't feel good about myself. So I signed up for this weight loss. And uh, then I went and picked up my daughter, Liz. And so we're standing in the, the uh, foyer of this, this high school. And I said, oh, honey, you know, mommy's done something for herself. I'm, I'm going to lose weight. And I'm, I'm really happy. And she lifted up my shirt and patted my tummy. And in front of like everybody said, oh, no, mommy, it only looks like you're having a baby, even if there isn't one in there. 
that I think I will remember for as long as I live because she was five telling me I looked pregnant <laughs> and uh, that was a real jolt and uh, so I, I, uh, I lost 55 pounds uh, with this with, with this diet clinic Amazing. because I needed the help um, I didn't have the I couldn't do it myself so I needed to go and get weighed three times a week I needed the counseling I just needed to be accountable that's the only um, system that I've found that really helps me when I need to lose weight. So I lost 55 pounds. I was wearing a size six. I remember uh, my father saying I looked bony and I, I'll never forget that because I've never been said about bony, but I was very petite. And what was interesting, and I'm sure a lot of women will, who've lost weight, when you go shopping for clothes, you still think you're big. And so I would be looking at a size 12s so or 14s and 16s. And I was wearing a size six or an eight. And I couldn't believe I, I'd lost that weight because my internal body image had not changed. My external head, but the internal was still telling me, you're, geez, you're heavy, you're heavy, you're heavy. Um, and I saved one of the skirts from, uh, that, that I, I had from that time. And it was, it was like this big, it was amazing. So I kept weight off for quite a long time. I would go up and down 10 or so pounds, but I, I was able to monitor it. And uh, when I became the mayor, I was still very uh, slim in, with my weight. And I was, uh, I was 50 when I became mayor. So I was wearing, a, you know, I was still like size 10s, 8 10s. But then when you become uh, involved in politics, a lot of it is eating food. A lot of it is going to events and eating food. And through those years, I kept, I you know, would put on weight again and struggle to keep it off. And then I would have to go, I went to a different diet clinic. And, um, and that was again, three times a week. But it felt so good because I felt out of control and was eating. And it seemed like the more out of control I felt, the more I was eating. And I was on that terrible treadmill of eating, 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 and then being mad at myself and, and hating myself and, and berating myself and then weighing myself, thinking, what am I doing? It's an awful, it's an awful psychological treadmill when you're trying of weight, you know, being up and down and up and down, and then you berate yourself and you talk, talk to yourself, you talk yourself through what you just ate and why did you do it? And, oh, it's, um, I, I'm sure there are women who, feel that way. Yeah. So um, going to a clinic, being accountable, I felt like, the, like it's a, you know, excuse the pun, but the weight of the world was being lifted off my shoulders because I was accountable. I had to stand on that scale with someone and I was, I lost weight. It was because I, I, I love the routine. I love the control. I love knowing this is all I'm going to eat today and it works for me. And so I've been able to kind of balance my weight for a long time, but COVID has hit me hard. I don't know how women are feeling about it. Um, I've gained back. I lost a lot of weight last year. I just stopped eating carbs and sugar and I, I gradually lost 35 pounds. I felt wonderful and I've put back 20 since COVID hit and I'm so frustrated with myself because I know how to eat. We all know how to eat but but I have now put myself back on. I'm eating a keto diet which really works for me. I've been uh, about a week now. I feel, you know what? I feel so psychologically good because I'm back in control. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't need to be held accountable because um, I've kind of passed over that threshold. Now I just look at what, like how I look. 
I have two grandchildren and I'm carrying them around and I'm physically active, but their extra weight on my knees is tough. So I need to lose the weight off my body to carry mm -hmm. these little bambinos so my knees yes. don't care. So it's, it's an interesting journey. It's a love-hate relationship with food. You know, you see other people who seem to be able to eat. And, and if I eat that way, I, I would be so big. But recently I, I saw another picture of myself. And that's, those pictures are my triggers to stop. I, you know, I can't stand how I look. And I want to lose this weight and get back to these beautiful clothes that I'm waiting to, to be worn. You know, even in this week, I, I can't tell you how my mental health is better because I've stopped that, that really destructive eating, especially at night. You know, when, when it's, you're watching TV and, and you, all you think about is carbs. For me, it's carbs, chips, and crackers. And, and now, um, now I, I have that sense of purpose that, yeah, it's, um, I, I feel bad for us women because, you know, I, I'm postmenopausal. And that doesn't help with losing weight. My body's different. It's reacting differently to a food. So carbohydrates are, are my, my big destructor for my weight. And I don't have to eat them. There's lots more other stuff to eat. So that's where I'm at. And I'm feeling good. That's wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing. Like that's, there's so many things you said that are so incredibly relatable that a lot, a lot of women feel the same. And something you said about carbs that I just wanted to highlight because it is so true. And even beyond weight, one of the things that women don't necessarily have been told is that towards getting into menopause and of course, true menopause, women become more insulin resistant, meaning mm. the more we age, the less as women we're able to tolerate carbs. So yeah. even beyond just the weight management, right, which is yeah. definitely you eat it and you see it almost the next day. It's like, how is this possible, <laughs> right? It is also in terms of health and diabetes prevention, all of those things that as we age to transition into a lower and lower carbohydrate diet, and there's various ways to do that. And But something you said that I thought was so important to highlight is a lot of times there's a disconnect between the emotional side of weight loss and the physicality of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I hear this often, that women that have lost a significant, say 20, 30, 50 plus pounds without sort of the, the mind shifts to go along the process, they may not be able to look in the mirror and see what everybody sees. And I find yeah. that fascinating, but it's so true, right? And I wonder why. That's what I, I'm really uh, intrigued by, is that I, I'm pretty self-aware but I was always, it, it, I would stand there in a store and think, why am, I, why am I looking at these clothes knowing that they're too big for me? What does that mean? And, and maybe you can give some insight on that, Juliana, with the research that you do, because I would like to understand why I was in that mode. Absolutely. And some of the things that I do talk into a new program, the way really shift kind of touches on some of those aspects, because there is a disconnect in our brain that the speeding sometimes in the physical weight loss is faster than our mindset can keep up with it. And the reasons why we eat and the reasons why we use food for comfort, we talk about comfort foods all the time and they usually yeah. eat carbs, right? Yeah. We use food almost as a way to medicate the body, to get in that high serotonin, feel good state. So we almost like numb our emotions, right? So it's almost like an emotional compensation for how the food becomes a compensation for how we feel emotionally. 
And if we don't do the work and we don't dissolve those emotional patterns that made us overeat, we're not able to emotionally see ourselves as, you know, it's almost like there's this temporary weight loss, but the brain almost knows it's going to regain it. So you don't even perceive as the change took place. This episode is brought to you by the Weight Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually, more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey, which is Weight Release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones, eat for your needs, and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below. To learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. Yeah, and it's so, because you know, you know you're doing it. You, and in your head, you know, so I, you know, for me, I would think, well, I, I'm, I, you know, it's eight o'clock at night and I just want to have carbs and part of, so one part of me saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Just, you know, have a, have a cup of tea, drink some water, don't do it. And the other half is stronger says, I don't care. I'm going to go get those chips. Those car- I don't care. And, and tomorrow I'll, I'll lose it or tomorrow I won't, won't eat. And, um, it's a fascinating, there's this internal talk going on. Yes. And, um, it's, it's really interesting. And it is very destructive when you're in that stage. And then I know that. So I looked at, I've seen a picture of myself, which just, I thought, oh, Bren, what have you done again? Uh, because I was, before COVID, I was really feeling strong. And another thing that I'm finding, and I'm not sure if women are finding this, is knowing that we can't travel. So we're not going to be going down south and having to put a bathing suit on. Yes. Or travel, you know, on uh, with all those beautiful vacation clothes. So it, you you don't have even that accountability now. Like I think usually I think, oh, we're going, you know, we're going to go down south. I got to put a bathing suit on. I got to lose this ten pounds I, I've been wanting to, but I don't have that either. And I think that a lot of women were using that as a bit of a, you know, a diet challenge. So I got I got to put a bathing suit on in, in a month. Maybe I better lose some weight. Exactly. And a lot of those things you're describing are, those are like the motivators, right? Like the photograph and the vacation coming along. And I did a masterclass in motivation recently. And one of the things that um, I've been hearing more and more from people is COVID made me lose my motivation. And what I've been telling people is that COVID has removed your outer motivators, such as the trip and, you know, therefore it has highlighted how much external motivation used to require mm-hmm. 
Because if you had it in whichever way, and there's ways to get there, but if that motivation to release the weight was totally internal, it would not have mattered, right? So for yeah. example, you wanting to be healthy for the grandkids didn't change because or without COVID, because mm-hmm. that's an inner motivator. It's something that's mm-hmm. so important to you, right? Yeah. And yes. I either yes. just highlight that to women and they say, oh yeah, you know, some of those things that are gone now, they used to be outside of motivators from you so yeah so there's a huge highlighting now and i think the key to what you're talking about is really linking those to the real core so for example really get into a mental state that you can see that having the way like you said will get you you know as you get lighter it'll be easier in your knees therefore you can carry the grandkids then you bring the weight loss aligned with your inner motivators and that's when you're able to get back on track and hopefully get deeper and deeper into that linking process so you can maintain that long term right so i decided it's perfect it's a perfect example of that when you mentioned the green kids very true yeah they're they're two different sources of motivation but uh, for me and a big one for me is vanity because i don't like the way i look right now and and uh not being able to wear clothes. Like I don't want to wear stretch pants and, and big sweatshirts anymore. I want to get back into the, you know, the clothes and, uh, but then there's nowhere to go. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. having to take shirt on when you're on the zoom call. Right. But I think, um, I think this whole COVID episode in, in our lives has been a real game changer in so many yeah. ways. Um, and a lot of it is around our health. And not being able to do the things we used to do, like going out for walking is okay, but being able to go to a, to dance or to an event or having to dress up. And it was interesting. I was with some girlfriends last week and they were talking about how all summer they've been in dresses, beautiful summer dresses, loose and flowing. And then they went into their closets, put on a business suit and all their, all their business suits had shrunk magically over over summer (laughs) and they didn't realize that they had been putting on weight because again we're not wearing business suits skirts pantyhose you know that whole business or pants of course uh that uh, would kind of tell us when we're when we're gaining weight and i think that's had a lot to do with it too it's kind of been sneaking up you know i think oh a couple pounds here a couple pounds there but 10 15 20 pounds later that's two sizes in clothes and, and uh, you can't get into them anymore. They magically shrink. I can't figure it out. <laughs> they magically and yeah. throwing it, all the stressors on top of it and it just becomes a little bit of that perfect storm, right? That we like it to does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful. I appreciate you so much. And, you know, you sharing this with women and I'm sure so many people will relate to so many of the things that you said today. So I'm so, so grateful for you. Being oh, my here. pleasure. And as we close, I would like to ask you, because I know you have so much on the go. So tell us a little bit of what you're up to these days and how can people find you and tell us a little bit about your services, what you're offering as well. Oh, thank you. So one of the things that I've had, uh, I, I really love to try different things and have different opportunities to experience jobs, uh, you know, anything that comes along. So I, I, I was the mayor for eight years, and then I, I, I worked within kind of the corporate world. And then I started my own business, uh, like a consulting firm. And I also have been doing executive leadership coaching. But, um, and that that's kind of ongoing. But now I, I'm a wedding officiant. And I absolutely love this new 
phase in my career is being a wedding wow. So uh, you can find me on Brenda Halloran Weddings or on Facebook. I'm easy to find. I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm everywhere on social media. I'm even Instagramming because a dear friend of mine named Juliana <laughs> taught me how to Instagram. I'm getting better at it. I'm you not the best. Great. I love she's it. Given, she's given me good, good um, guidance and coaching. So thanks, Juliana, for that. Awesome. But yeah, so, um, but I do a lot of community service work and I'm uh, in the Rotary Club of Waterloo and we are doing this Catch the Ace campaign to raise money for the two hospitals and kids' ability. Uh, because this, the communities and the agencies are hurting on uh, the lack of events to raise funds. So I'm doing a lot of work on that. I'm on the Sexual Assault Support Center Board. I'm on the Women's Crisis Services Board and the Board of One Roof, which is uh, helping homeless, homeless youth. So I really feel um, the importance of community and giving back and helping women. Um, I do a lot of, uh, I get contacted by women a lot who are in difficult positions. And I feel that it's really important for all of us to help each other out. And, and I feel blessed that I can. So my, my world's pretty, pretty full. You know, I've, I'm watching grand, my two grandchildren, my two little grandsons. Mm -hmm. Best thing ever because um, I'm learning about Paw Patrol and <laughs> all these shows that I, I would never have known about. But the joy of having two, uh, two children to, and help my daughter, of course, my beautiful daughter and son-in-law. So um, I got a lot going on. And people reach out to me for help and for advice. And I feel blessed. But yeah, if you're getting married, I'll marry you. And, <laughs> um, that, that's kind of the, the most fun thing that I'm doing right now, uh, along with my community work. And I'm on this, I, I get to meet once a month with this group of incredible uh, women called We Entrepreneurs, Women Entrepreneurs. And Julianne is part of that group. And I find that so beneficial as a woman in business to have a group of women who don't judge, who don't preach, who just listen, and then offer advice. And, um, and it, it's just pure, wonderful advice. It's not, not judgy, it's not um, preachy, it's just really good advice on our business. And uh, I know Juliana, being a part of that with you is, is just wonderful because you bring, we all bring different perspectives. Uh, and we're all different age groups, ages and stages, and different, different uh, business, business opportunities, and wow, and I think that's important for women now. A lot of women are kind of being locked away or, or don't have these networks. I highly encourage women to find some women and have a network. Have, get, out, get away from business and, and your, your, um, your job and your family and your responsibilities and unwind with some women because we need each other. That's amazing. And all the links you said, we're going to add it all to the show notes. So if people are interested in helping you support some of those amazing organizations, mm -hmm. we're going to make it very easy. I'm going to put everything on the show notes. Oh, thank so you. Can find it. Thank so, you. Thank you so much, Brenda. I have absolutely no idea how much I admire and appreciate you. This is wonderful. Like your honesty and your transparency and, you know, showing women that, even women in high positions of power like you that have done so much to help so many people still have struggles too with their weight loss journey. Absolutely. And I think the more we talk about, the more we normalize it and the more we can help each other. So I'm yes. so grateful for you today. So thank oh, you. Thank you so much, Juliana. It works both ways. I'm so happy you've come into my life. Oh, thank you. I'm going to cry. Me too. And that's what women do. We're so amazing. Women are the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, 
take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.